you know, you'll have patients and they're waiting on results, right? And so the, the most fun thing to me is like when you get the results during your shift that it's negative and you get to walk in your room without PPE, they get to see your face mm. for the first time and you get to say like, guess what? You're negative and they get to go out, you know? And so it's almost like, I don't know, that's been really special wow. and fun to me. And just remembering yeah. that you're the only face they see. Welcome back to Truck Talk, the podcast that's not about trucks, but is recorded in one. And uh, today, I'm back in my truck, and I'm alone in my truck, kind of. Um, you know, again, in the past, I've made statements about this podcast being recorded solely in my truck, and for the most part, that has been true. We did the one episode a few weeks back with uh, Joe Snyder, who was parked next to me in his vehicle. And this time, though, I wanted to talk to a friend of mine who doesn't live in the same town as me. And so that just is a little bit difficult, but I did make her go outside of her house and get into her own car to record this. And so I guess you'll just have to have a little bit of grace with me on that. But today uh, I have my friend, Mary Mickler. Hi, Mary. (laughs) Hi guys. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) We're assuming that there are people listening to this. uh, (laughs) And I think we've got a handful of listeners I don't know how many. Sometimes I joke that it's in the millions, and sometimes I joke that it's about two or three. And I'm guessing it's somewhere solidly between those numbers, right? <laughs> um, Mary, how many listeners would you guess that I have? Oh, oh, definitely close to a million. <laughs> close to I a would million. Say so. Yeah. You, you've it's always been a very encouraging person, uh, <laughs> and kind of, kind of looking on the brighter side of things. And so I appreciate that about you. Uh, okay, so Mary, I've known you for quite a while now. Uh, we've we've become mm-hmm. friends, and just to introduce you to people that are listening to this podcast, uh, I generally start out by telling a series of lies about the person. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, Mary, if you don't know Mary, she is a um, six foot six all state <laughs> basketball player. Uh, oh, yeah. Grew up uh, in uh, in Los Angeles and has a degree in I don't know culinary uh, something I I don't know is that right <laughs> that is that is right or wrong okay or wrong. <laughs> is is there is there anything you would like to edit or correct okay. about any of that so yeah maybe a little bit uh, okay. first thing. <laughs> I'm a little bit closer to five foot than six foot, five, one and a half <laughs> inch to be exact. And My tall I... friends tell me that you know you're short whenever you start throwing in the half inch marks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always have to include it. Like, I feel like if I say five, two, I'm stretching it just a little bit. Right. I'm the so same I way. I that, say but... I'm like five, five and a half. And yeah, that's when my tall friends are like, oh, you know, you're short when you start saying <laughs> the half mark. Exactly. Exactly. But five, one just isn't good enough. You gotta yeah. take credit for what I have. So <laughs> right. yep, um, originally from Texas, um, and then my family lives in Mountain View, though. So, uh, but you spent then, most of your life in Mountain View, Arkansas, just to be clear. S- sort of like fourteen until eighteen, so maybe. Okay, four, I didn't or realize th- it was that 18? late that you moved mm-hmm. there. My teen years, though, so that's a really important time. Gotcha. So I feel like okay. I'm 
from there in a way, but, but yeah. Okay. I didn't realize you lived in Texas that long. Where at in Texas? In College Station, Bryan College Station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I claim so, to be an Aggie, but people argue me on that all the time. Huh. Okay. Well, I just learned something new about you. I, I thought you'd been in Arkansas a lot longer than that. <laughs> I did uh, have a little stint in Quitman, Arkansas, if you're familiar with that. <laughs> I am slightly familiar with Quitman, Arkansas. I've known one or two people from there. I've been there to buy a motorcycle with a friend okay. of mine. There's um, a whole lot to do there. Yep. Yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> a Sonic. Uh, yep. That's about it. <laughs> yep, yep. But anyways, yep. So it. my teen years in Mountain View, and then I actually got, well, I went to UCA, got a degree mm -hmm. in business management. University and then of not Central Arkansas, for those that may not yes. be familiar. It's the, the big purple yes. bears. <laughs> and I graduated and decided I didn't want to do business management, so I went to nursing school. So, and then... Yes. I now live in Fayetteville because I got a job here. Okay, so you you brought up the job thing. What What is your current job? What are you doing right now? So I work as a nurse in the ICU here at Washington Regional, which okay. has been, obviously, it's crazy times right now, but. Yeah, it is a very interesting time to, to have that job. So let's just dive into that. Then what has that been like right now? So people ask me that a lot, honestly. Like, of course, everyone's thinking of me and, like, reaching out. It's so sweet. And honestly, my response has been it's been really calm. And we don't know if it's the calm before the storm. I don't know if we're just, like, really prepared well. But um, there's not a whole, whole ton of differences beyond, like, we have this new disease that no one really knows much about, right? And so mm -hmm. we have ICU and CCU. So it's intensive critical care and then cardiac unit. And so we have converted our ICU actually into the designated COVID unit. So that was the okay. first change. And that was like, oh, okay, it's getting real. And, yeah. and so that was in preparation before we even had confirmed cases. And so that was at the very beginning. And I was there actually the night that we converted everything. And so it felt like on the front lines like it was really yeah. fun um and then now it's like a lockdown unit like no visitors are allowed like family members can't even come in and see their family that's sick and so just in that unit or throughout the hospital well, really especially that unit but now it's become the whole hospital unless it's like an end-of-life scenario or i think they might allow it for deliveries like if you're having your baby you know um, yeah. But it's very, it's like a case by case thing because this is new for our hospital. And so we're trying to figure yeah. all this out. But on the COVID unit, what looks different is all the PPE, which is all over the media, obviously, like right, everyone's talking right. about it. But thankfully, like we have enough and um, all of our elective surgeries are canceled for now. And so we're trying to save what we do have in case it gets bad. But it's nothing like it is in New York or those other big towns. And so right. it's Honestly, a lot of the patients tend to be not too, too critical either. And so it can be calm, which is strange. Yeah. Like you think it would be hectic, like people running around, like it really isn't. It's just a lot more work because you have to take a lot of protective measures. Like you wash your hands till they're dry, like all the, you just right. you sweat because you have like the gown, the goggles, the mask, the gloves, the hairnet, like everything, you know? And so mm. it's definitely been a different experience, but something that I have loved about it, or one of the happy things is like, you know, you'll have patients and they're waiting on results, right? And so the, the most fun thing to me is like when 
you get the results during your shift that it's negative and you get to walk in your room without PPE. They get to see your face mm. for the first time and you get to say like, guess what? You're negative and they get to go out, you know? And so it's almost like, I don't know. That's been really special wow. and fun to me. And just remembering yeah. that you're the only face they see. Like the time mm. that I spend in their room, which I'm exposed, right? But the time I spend in their room is the only time they're getting human interaction beyond a phone, you know? And yeah. so, and people will be there for days and, like, that's sad to think of. Like, we think we're isolated, but think of those people not yeah. at home in a weird situation and environment. And, like, the hospital is not a homey place. And, like, right. you're their only person that they get to see face-to-face, -face, sort of, <laughs> you know, with yeah. a barrier. But So right. it's definitely been different. But um, huh. it's been a cool experience. Yeah, that's crazy. So have you been working, like, in contact with positive uh, like coronavirus positive patients? I have. So for a while, most of my patients were like negative, negative. They just had something else. So we'd ship them out. But this past week, actually, I started getting my first positive patient. So it's like, oh, this is real. But um, it, it feels a little bit more tense. Like, you're like, okay, I really need to be careful. But I don't know. I'm doing all I can do. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I get it or not. <laughs> <laughs> How how does that all make you feel knowing that you're, that you're right in the middle of it, like actually interacting with people that have it? At first I was like a little nervous, but I don't know. Maybe I just don't, I don't know. It takes a lot for me to get like stressed out about things like this. And so I kind of just feel like it's an honor to be on mm. the front lines and like at home, I'm doing everything I can to like, I started taking vitamins, which is probably something I should have done anyways, <laughs> like boost my immune system and like, you know, I enjoy health and fitness anyway. So I'm like, if I'm just healthy and do my part, that's all I can do. So I don't really, yeah. I don't feel worried about it, you know? So. Yeah. What about the rest of the people that you work with, the team at the hospital and everything? Is there, is everybody kind of feeling the same way that you are? Are some people freaked out about it or how, what's that looking like? Yeah. Some people are more nervous, I guess. And so, and honestly, it's not even nervous about being on the unit. It's like, or more like frustration that people aren't taking it seriously outside the hospital, right? And so they're like, yeah. oh my goodness, the other day I saw groups of people hanging out and they don't understand that that is how this spreads. And it's like, we get the effects of that, right? Like we're affected by people not staying home. And so I've right. seen more people be frustrated than scared. And um, mm. like, I think administration maybe worries that what if it did, we did have a big outbreak and we don't have enough ventilators, like some of these places like that might incite a little bit of nervousness, but as a whole, it's been very calm. And so I think that keeps me calm too. I'm like, Oh, they're fine. We're fine. Like we're in this together. Um, yeah. Some people are like, yeah, I want it. So I can go home for a couple of weeks. But <laughs> I am not there. I'm like, I don't, I don't want it. But right, right. as a whole though, people have really handled it well. And like our team, I'm so thankful for them. They're just, they're honestly all rock stars. It's been That's awesome. Well, so feel free to, you know, if coronavirus or whatever comes back up in this conversation, we can always come back to it. But, but I want to ask, um, do you have other things going on in life right now? Or is this just dominating everything in life? Or what's what's happening in your world outside of the hospital? Yeah. And so when I'm not working, I'm basically home. So especially <laughs> because I'm like, well, if I'm working with COVID patients, I really have to isolate because I could be a carrier and not no, like they say, you know, and so right. uh, lots of time at home, but I've been really, really trying to create a schedule on my days off, like, cause I'll have full days off 
and I don't do any work from home. Like that's not how my job works. And so it's like, how do I create structure? Um, Cause obviously everything's canceled, right? Like any kind of gathering, any kind right. of appointment, any kind of obligation, which has been really nice, but you know, you can, I can fall into just like doing nothing and wasting my time. And I don't want that either. Yeah. Actually. Okay. So I listened to this podcast recently by John Mark Comer. You probably, uh-huh. he just like yeah. little short clips. Okay. And he was talking about how, um, you need to like set a, like you need a set of practices and the things that you live by. And he compared it to a trellis. He was yeah, saying he calls how, it a rule of life. Yeah, that. Okay, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And he talked about a trellis and he said like a trellis helps a vine to grow its best and bear the most fruit. And so mm. I think during this time, I've kept that in mind of like, what's my trellis? What's my rule of life, as he said? And how can I grow the most during this time and bear the most fruit? And so, because um, obviously it looks a lot different. Um, so my time, what I try to do is like, I have this little checklist and like, these are the things I want to put into my day. And I can look at the end of the day and be like, I did this, I didn't. Because I have time for all of them. I can't say that anymore that I don't, you know? <laughs> right. And so right. Um, it's looked a lot like going on runs because I love running, uh, yeah. bike rides outside alone, uh, yeah. <laughs> cooking new meals. So I've been experimenting with recipes. I've started handwriting letters to my friends. Actually, I sent yeah. y'all one, and then Katrian sent me a recipe back. But um, awesome. so recipes and a puzzle here and there. Yeah. What else have I done? Um, music. Have you had any recipes go? Okay. Have you had any recipes go poorly? Uh, well, <laughs> probably the only <laughs> one that didn't go as great was I have this Instapot, right? And that's the rage right now. Everyone seems to be using Instapots. Well, uh-huh. I didn't quite read the directions fully. And I just dumped everything in. Well, I put the coconut milk in before I did it and coconut milk curdles. I did not know that. Oh. So, but I still have been eating it because I'm not picky. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have wanted to serve that to my friends, but I have no friends over now. So <laughs> it's not an issue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I've learned my lesson. I will not curdle my milk anymore. Yeah. Okay. But. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that either. So I learned that as well. Um, <laughs> So you've been, um, you said you've been doing music stuff and that's another thing that maybe depending on who's listening to this, they may not know uh, about you. Mary is, is quite musically talented. Uh, thank you. That's sweet. um, Well, it's also putting it mildly. Talk about, (laughs) talk about some of your, uh, notable musical experiences. Oh goodness. Oh, my folk (laughs) and bluegrass roots or. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, well, this is how it happened. So, right, I was born in Texas, and I started violin. That'll do it. There. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I was classical, started out classically trained, moved to Arkansas, and my mom was like, well, I just found a fiddle teacher. So, I started taking fiddle lessons, and it was a totally different ballgame. Like, we're starting but, with but, foil. <laughs> but hold on, like, a violin and fiddle, is there actually any difference between <laughs> those, or are those just different names? No, they are the same thing. It's how you okay, play it. I and thought. I've probably been asked. Yes, that's the most common question that I've been asked for years now. Right. Um, so, yes. So, still playing the same instrument, just playing it in a different way. And then uh-huh. I ended up doing, like, Texas-style competition stuff. And through that, met friends. And it turned into bluegrass bands. And so, that's when we went to, like, play at Silver Dollar City. And we got into doing festivals. And it was a really, really fun time. And then... 
another change of gears when I had moved to Mountain View and um, some of the listeners I'm sure will know Joey Cook and he was my youth pastor and I remember uh-huh. he was like he would try and try to get me to play in the worship team I was a youth group <laughs> and I was like no I I just don't want to I don't play that style like it's out of my comfort zone da 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 well of course he eventually convinced me to and um and then after that I was like oh, it's totally different because I was so used to doing performances. Like that was uh-huh. what's wired in my brain. Like you entertain the crowd, you put on a show, you make them clap. You know, like a, it was very much, it was just totally different. And then yeah. went from that to like, oh, there's no pressure. You can stand in the back of the stage. No one has to even notice you're there. You can just mm. play for a different audience. And it was just, it was very freeing to me. And I didn't realize it would be. And so after that, I was like, oh, now I love this. And so it was another change of gears. And now I just kind of, I don't know, any opportunity that comes up, I'll, I'll take it, even if it's like country music is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I enjoy it sometimes. So, um, but right so now, what's, it's only from what's the most like ridiculous band or event or thing you played fiddle for? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Let's see. Um... Hey, just a short break to ask you guys a favor. First of all, if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, but secondly, I would love it if you would uh, like our stuff on social media uh, and share it with other people. Uh, on top of that, if you could go and give a rating or a view for the podcast, uh, that would be great. But but the biggest thing would be to share this with other people. So just jump on social media or wherever it is, share an episode, share a graphic, share a link, share something uh, to help get this out to other people. Love to have more people listening to it. Uh, and yeah, I just really, really appreciate that. So back to the podcast. Oh dear. Oh dear. Let's see. Um, I always think of the folk center days when we had to dress up in like old timey dresses and play old, old songs. Like it all had to be before a certain year. Um, those were pretty hokey or I was part of a band called the road less traveled, which is so original, right? The um, road less traveled. If we look yes. that up somewhere, can we find oh, it? No, please don't. <laughs> there are videos all over YouTube, but it's, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> I was like a little 13, 14 year old. Um, okay. It was, it was embarrassing, quite embarrassing. So perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. Oh man! What's the biggest uh, crowd you played for? Biggest crowd? Let's see. It may have been one year at AYC actually in Little Rock, which is the Arkansas Youth Convention. I guess is what it stands for. Okay. And that was actually it was five years ago yesterday because my phone reminded me yesterday and was like, "Here, this picture is from five years ago." And so um, that was a cool opportunity with some people from Conway, actually. But Lauren Daigle was there backstage, and I was, like, fangirling over her. And so that was, like, (laughs) one of the biggest things for me. Um, Unless I'm just forgetting, but I think that's probably the biggest group of people that I played in front of. Okay. So um, ICU nurse, fiddle player. (laughs) You've also spent a good amount of time in the coffee world doing the, (gasps) the barista thing. Yes. So you still do that just on the side for fun, kind of. It looks like on social media sometimes. I do. So I was gifted a little home espresso machine from my sister, actually. So 
Okay. And I use it all the time because something about coffee, I just love it. Like, I love the craft. I love making it for people when I can't have people over. Uh, <laughs> and actually, so I have some friends that are opening up a coffee shop here in Fayetteville. Once all this blows over, it's called Old Pine Coffee Roasters. And they were going to let me slay some spro on my days <laughs> off until all this happened. But, um, but yeah, I worked for two and a half years at Blue Cell Coffee Roasters in Conway. And loved it, like everything about it, like from the coffee to the conversations had at the bar. And I missed it. Like I love being a nurse and I feel honored to do what I get to do. But it felt like a hobby, like a genuine hobby to me. And so I've kind of like sought out different ways to still do that. Um, And so right now it just looks like experimenting at home. But I really do think I'm going to do it part-time again one day. Yeah, just because you like it so much. I do. So um, now that I feel like people probably know you fairly well uh, by now with this conversation, what <laughs> what else has been on your mind lately? What? Oh, okay, okay. So it's really funny. Like going into this season, I had read the book with, you're familiar with it, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, right? Yeah, another John and, Mark Kilmer. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I had read it. And I was at the very end when all this went down. And so I'd re- mm-hmm. literally written in my notes, like, Mary, you know, like, try to look at your schedule and eliminate the things that aren't necessary. And now I'm kind of laughing about it because <laughs> I didn't even have to try. And it just right. happened. And so, but going into this year, too, like, I do a lot of thinking. I'm an introvert. And so I do a lot of processing alone. And I was like, what do I want for this year? And two of the words that kept coming to my mind were meaningful and attention. Because okay. attention is a form of love, and today a lot of things fight for our attention, and they're meaningful because even before all this happened, working as a nurse, you work like three 12-hour shifts, and you have four days off. So it's like, mm. how do I use this time? Like, I've been in school and working for so many years, I don't even know how to steward time off well anymore, I feel like. I was like, it's easy to waste days, and so I was like, going into 2020, I really want to do meaningful things in my days so I can look back and think, I spent that time off well. And so that was already my mindset going into this year. And so now it's like, oh, so how does it look meaningful when I can't interact interact with people? Because that's what makes life feel really meaningful to me too, like I realized. And so um, trying to figure that out has been on my mind because obviously I'm not hurried anymore. And But how do I, I don't know, how do I live? meaningfully when I'm home like it's it's a weird challenge it really is and so that's been on my mind and I don't know that I have the answers beyond like I love to learn and read but it's like how is that how is that meaningful in regards to other people Mm -hmm. so I don't even know if that fully makes sense but that's been on my mind and so whether that's creating meaningful things with music or you know cooking a meal for I do have a roommate by the way so I get to hang out with one person. And so, um, but those have been the thoughts on my mind recently, I guess. So just continuing that conversation, what do you think will be different for you and for other people? I mean, because everybody's going through the same thing, right? Where Mm -hmm. all of those extra things that they were giving their time and attention to have been canceled. Yes foreseeable future what do you think will be different once those things start to come back do you think that you'll just go back to everything you were doing before do you think people will change their habits I mean yeah what what do you think it will be like one day when this is not how it is right now (laughs) 
I think that's a really good question. So I think at first everyone is going to rush out and do all the things that they wish they had been doing for the past, you know, however many months or weeks. And then they're going to start to miss parts of this season, I think. Because mm. I think, I don't know, I keep thinking like this is almost like a forced Sabbath for people. And Sabbath mm. is like, it's for us. Like God created the Sabbath for our refreshment and we can use it really well. And so I think people are going to look back and be like, ah, like I kind of miss not having to do all these things and not having to rush around and be hurried and like I didn't even have that option. And so, yeah, I think at first people rush into it and then they're going to miss it. And then people might, I don't know, some people will go back to exactly how they were, but I hope I will simplify and not just be all over the place. Like my family is always like, Mary, you're always doing something, always going here, always going there. And so I would like to really focus in on what I want to invest in and be yeah. a little bit more choosy, I guess, and what I like the relationships I pour into and what I'm doing on my days off. But um, I heard someone put it just yesterday. They said like this time is kind of like they heard it termed the great pause, you know, because mm. there's a great depression. And today it's like, it would be cool if we referred to it as the great pause where people just like finally stop. Like it took a right. virus for people to really yeah. slow down and to like yeah. spend a lot more time with like meals around the table with their family or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And so, and actually just this morning I was thinking, I was like, okay, think of all the times in scripture where people were in isolation. Right. And so I was thinking mm-hmm. like Daniel in the lion's den or Noah in the ark, like he was mm-hmm. there a long time with, a zoo, yeah. which is probably how moms <laughs> feel today, I think, with yeah. their kids at home. But um, <laughs> he was there for a long time. So, and then um, I was thinking Joseph in Egypt when he was in prison. And so I was thinking all these things. I was like, what's neat to me is all of these people were in isolation because of their faithfulness, and it wasn't something they did wrong. And then mm. also, um, God really, really used each of those times, you know, for his purpose and it accomplished really good things. And so like, it's not, America is not at home because we like messed up royally. It's like, no, like this is the, I don't know, like God has such a purpose and um, we can be faithful in it. And so I was thinking about that that's this morning too. Um, I heard it put the desert is the place of encounter. And mm. I really, really love that. And I feel like that's true. But anyways, so do I think people are going to rush back into craziness probably most of the world i will probably slip into that too but we'll but see. you think it will be like a, a rebound thing like it will it'll happen but then we'll bounce back yes, somewhere really, in the middle of what we're doing now and what we used to do before yes yes i really yeah. do think so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out yeah it'll be really absolutely interesting. But, okay so uh there's a a segment of this podcast that i feel like has been becoming increasingly popular here and and I think I think it's going to be difficult for you, but we're going to oh, no. we're going to stretch it anyway. Oh, I no. think it's going to be difficult because I'm going to ask you to do something that I don't know if you're very good at. Uh, I'm going to ask you to tell some lies. Okay. Uh, this, what? So so this part about of the you? Podcast, no 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 not about me. We're we can't go there. Um, but but what. I like to do is whenever I have a guest in here is we tell a story about somebody that we know and uh-huh. only part of the story can be true. Right. Ooh. And there has, has to be parts of it that are false, but then we are not allowed to clarify which parts are true and which parts are false. Right. Ooh, so, okay. so I thought uh, we would tell a story uh, about our mutual friend, Bailey. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, now most of it's going to be up to you, though. I'm going to set it up, but um, uh-huh. but but I'm going to have you tell a story about Bailey. But you're not allowed to say what things you're saying are true and what things are not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so when when's the last time that you hung out with Bailey? When is the last time I hung out with Bailey? Uh, you know, I went to her house before all this happened. Uh, wait, am I starting the story right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, is this a, is a, well, no. <laughs> last time I went, it was before all this happened. I went down there with Caitlin Butler and we hung okay, out. Okay, okay. So that's a great place to start. So you and Caitlin and Bailey are hanging out uh, at Bailey's house and... Yeah, now tell us a story about what you guys did and some crazy things that happened and only part of it can be true. Okay, this is stretching me. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so Caitlin and I decided to go and visit her. And so we were like, we haven't been over there in a while. And so we're going to bring her something thoughtful. And so we like went and picked up um, like some coffee from her favorite shop and we brought it there when we showed up and she had completely forgotten that we were even coming like completely forgot like she um she actually like Taryn had gotten called off from work so Taryn was still home Taryn's her husband for those who don't know and so we showed up and she was like not you know baby's pretty blunt and so she's like kind of like shocked and we're like yeah we're here to surprise you we thought it would make your day Mm-mm, mm-mm. so anyways but we're like we're here now well bailey doesn't hide her feelings and so we're like i don't we don't feel super welcome well so we will go in and um so we're like here we got you some coffee and she's like honestly it's too late for me to drink coffee um but we can all like you know y'all can sit around the table with us and so they're eating dinner and so we all sat down and then we ended up they're really really into Catan, mm-hmm. and so we ended up playing some Catan with them and then um as you know, they have some pups too. And so right. by the end of the night, it ended, ended up Bailey and Taryn uh, went to bed early. Caitlin and I ended up hanging out with the dogs and made ourselves at home, watched a TV show. And uh, that was that was about it. That was about it. Wow. It doesn't sound like Bailey's a very good host. She's not very hospitable. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Bailey doesn't like cooking meals for her friends. Uh, why, yeah, why? this might be obvious what the lies are. <laughs> well, I was getting ready to ask why you even bother being friends with her at this point. I mean, if she's just that rude about it. <laughs> oh dear. Well, you know, she, why, why? Um, you know, it's just a friendship that I've invested in for a very long time. You're so in I too do, deep at this point. Yeah, you in can't, too deep. In too deep. You can't, you can't and let I it go at this her. point. I do love her. I do love her. Well, that's, that's what real love is. When you love somebody that's not very lovable like that, that's how you know it's real love. That's so, how you know. Okay. Oh, goodness. Well, that's a great story. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Bailey to potentially hear that and hear her side of it. But um, <laughs> so last, last thing on the podcast, and I'll let you go with this, is kind of how I usually close these out, is mm-hmm. uh, for people who are feeling this craziness right now that are maybe stressed out or um you know everybody's in a different situation with it some people have like you said a zoo of kids at home some people mm-hmm. might have lost a job some people are working in jobs like yours where it's you know the pressure is being turned up in a lot of ways what is your like best piece of advice for those people trying to get through that may or may not be listening to this podcast mm, okay I would say, okay, I'm a fan of quotes, so here I go again, but 
let this time be a time of encounter instead of escape. That's my big thing because I think you can fall into one of two categories. You can be like, hey, I'm going to just live in absolute comfort during this time and just eat whatever I want, watch as many, you know, Netflix binge, whatever. Or you can press into the uncomfortable and encounter Jesus for one mm. and also what he has for us in this time. Um, and so don't fall into laziness. And I'm a nine on the Enneagram, okay? Like, no slothfulness. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> it. Um, and really, really fight to make this time meaningful so that you can look back on it a few months from now and be like, oh, my goodness. I steward that, stewarded that time well, and mm. I have really, really good memories from it instead of just, like, wasting it away and crying it away or feeling <laughs> self-pity or whatever it is. And so sit down, like, literally sit down, and just evaluate what you want to use this time for and then do it and like write it down, do a to-do list, like, you know, so you can check it off, see if you're doing like following through on those things every day. Um, so yeah, press into the hard things during this time too, because it will make it, it will make it meaningful. It will. Yeah. Make it meaningful. I like that. Well, uh, thanks for being on my podcast and, and, uh, going and sitting in, in your car, uh, <laughs> instead of, just sitting in your house like you could have, uh, but, but actually indulging me and in, in going and sitting in your car so that I could at least maintain some semblance of integrity when I tell my <laughs> listeners that, that this is recorded in my truck. Uh, uh, so I appreciate lie, that. I thought about parking out by the lake, but I didn't. <laughs> hey, you could have done that. I am parked currently in front of Eat My Catfish. Uh, not, not for any uh, reason other than it was a parking lot and... And I thought it would be funny to say I'm parked in front of Eat My Catfish. So, um, <laughs> I was referencing that song that everyone's been singing. I I try to ignore <laughs> that song. That's a, such, I have trouble even calling that a song. It's so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, honestly. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Yep. And uh, we'll be back soon with another great guest on Truck Talk, the podcast that's not about trucks, but that is recorded in one. There we go. We're done. So fun. Love yeah. it. Listen, I can't lie. Ah! <laughs> hey, one last thing. Truck Talk is brought to you by Ready Set Podcast. Uh, Ready Set Podcast is a podcast production company that can podcast anywhere, including in my truck. Uh, we've done it around ironing boards. We can do it online. Uh, but Ready, Set, Podcast is uh, there for you to take your brilliant idea and turn it into a podcast. So if you've got an idea for a podcast and don't have the time or don't know how to produce it yourself, Ready, Set, Podcast can take care of you. Uh, we can do recording, editing, and publishing or any combination of the three. So uh, check us out, readysetpodcast.xyz, or you can find us, uh, Ready, Set, Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, or send an email directly to get ready set podcast at gmail.com get ready set podcast taking your brilliant idea turning it into reality